Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here talking with Ryan Goff, the CEO, Social Media Director of MGHUS. How's it going, Ryan? Oh, it's going great. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So tell, tell me, right now we're going to talk mainly about social media, mainly about Facebook. But we'll start off on the on the uh, good thing with Facebook. Well, probably the thing that's basically uh, not bad news. Uh, they recently changed their uh, their their newsfeed changes. How will that affect your brand? Sure. So Facebook announced back in January, I believe January 11th, Mark Zuckerberg made a post on his page announcing that Facebook was changing the new the way the newsfeed was set up and changing their algorithm there, so that they would. Uh, be focusing on what they call meaningful conversations. So what that means is that users would start seeing a lot more content from their friends and family versus content from brands, which may be less relevant, less meaningful to them. So unless they engage with a brand in a way that Facebook considers meaningful, meaning that that user constantly comments, shares, or likes that brand's posts, it's very unlikely that that would that brand would then be shown in that user's newsfeed. So it did change things quite a bit for how brands uh, use Facebook and how they use the newsfeed. Facebook also announced that they would begin penalizing brands for using tactics which they call engagement baiting. So as an advertiser, one way that we used to bump up our numbers on Facebook was asking. Facebook users to take certain actions. So comment on this post if you like this picture or, you know, tell us your favorite X, Y, Z. So Facebook has now said that asking those types of actions of users is now what they consider engagement baiting and brands are penalized if they use those sort of tactics and language. So it's, it's really changed how we create content on the network, and it's also changed the results that we're seeing there. So for some brands, their organic reach is dropping. So whenever they make a post, the number of people who are seeing that post has really dropped since January 15th. And how do you get around this? Or what can you what can you suggest people do to uh, make sure the brand is up? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. One, making sure that your content is really strong and being really purposeful with how you're creating that content, not just putting posts on Facebook to have posts on Facebook, making sure that what you're putting out there is going to resonate with those who follow you and their friends, ideally. Uh, the second thing is recognizing that Facebook is no longer a free network and that it really rewards those who put money behind their efforts. So Facebook loves advertising and tend reward advertisers on the back end with more paid reach. But then Facebook also says, okay, let's give them some free reach to their content. Oh, uh... Advertiser and they're helping us out. So... So it, it, is, it is forced brands, including small businesses, whereas a lot of our efforts used to be completely free. Uh, at the moment, I think I've got a problem with the, with the, with the network connection. It seems to be dipping in and out. Can you hear me okay? Oh. Yeah, I can hear you. I'm uh, cutting out, though. Yeah, you're, you're cutting in and out. So it's like you said, so on my end, poor connection. So, uh, uh, am I, uh, can you still hear me? I can't hear you at the moment. Ronan, can you hear me better now? Yeah, that, that, that's better. Okay, I switched over to data instead of Wi-Fi. 
Okay, well that's that's fine. Okay, as long as, long as that's going to be around, okay, that's that, that's fine. Okay, I apologize. Do you want me to start that question over? Yeah, what we'll do? Yeah, what? We'll, yeah, please do. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, would you mind asking me the question one more time? Just yeah. To talk so, well, there was Facebook recently announced needs to changes. How are they going to affect your brand? Yeah, so Facebook announced some major changes to the news feed back in January. Mark Zuckerberg made a post on his page saying that brands are going to start to be penalized if they use tactics that Facebook considers engagement baiting. So that would be asking people who follow your page to take certain actions. So comment on this post or share this post for your chance to win. So Facebook would start penalizing brands who use those tactics. But then Facebook also announced that uh, they would start focusing on meaningful conversations within the news feed. So what that is defined by is the uh, um, showing content that is most relevant to that user. So if that user follows a brand's Facebook page, Facebook will only show that brand's content if the user chooses to interact with that brand on a regular basis and takes what Facebook considers to be meaningful interactions with that brand. So that means regularly commenting on that brand's posts, sharing their posts, liking their posts. And if the user doesn't take those actions, then Facebook's going to say, that brand isn't that relevant to that user, so let's not show that brand content in the newsfeed. So it's really changed how advertisers use the network. So we're having to put a lot more money behind our efforts now to make sure that we're being seen because there's quite a bit of competition out there. But then we're also having to be really careful with how we craft our language so that Facebook doesn't perceive it as to be engagement baiting. So, you know, we don't craft posts that say comment on this post for your chance to win or share this post. We've moved away from that sort of language, which was very, very common six months to a year ago. So it's changed how we spend on the network, but then also changed how we're writing for the network. And as a company for, or brand, how do you uh, make sure that you're complying with these rules and regulations? Yeah, so it really is a matter of keeping up with Facebook. So Facebook changes constantly, but they do a pretty nice job of keeping uh, advertisers posted as to the changes that they're making. So Facebook has a blog that they publish, and then advertisers also receive newsletters from their advertising reps on a regular basis with information around these changes. Um, so, you know, fortunately for us, Facebook is transparent with some of these uh, some of these updates that they're making. However, they're not fully transparent against some of these updates. So when Facebook says we're going to start showing more meaningful conversations in the newsfeed, Facebook doesn't define what that means for the brand. Facebook doesn't say your brand is going to see a 5% drop in its organic reach. So it's very hard for brands to prepare for these changes because Facebook just sort of says they're happening and you're not going to know what the results are. I guess if a brand says I'm only advertising Facebook, there's a great chance they're going to be seeing more newsfeeds. Uh, say that one more time. Sorry, if a brand spends more money in advertising, there's a greater, greater yes. chance of them getting more uh, seen on, on news feeds. Thousand percent, yes. If a brand is paying money to Facebook, Facebook is going to reward that brand with paid reach. So you're going to be paying to be shown in people's news feeds. But then Facebook is also going to say, hey, this brand has done a little something for us. Let's reward them on the back end with a little bit more organic reach. So Facebook is rewarding you from a paid side, but they're also showing you more on, on an organic standpoint for putting more dollars behind the network. Those advertising dollars also drive up your engagement. So Facebook sees that your content is more engaging and thus will show it as part of those quote unquote meaningful engagements. 
Okay, and I, I guess right now that at the moment Facebook are now at the moment are currently big news with news about them and Cambridge Analytica. And what is it, has that scandal revealed? That scandal is unbelievable, and it's revealed a ton about what's going on with Facebook. Um, first of all, it revealed that Facebook knows a hell of a lot more about us than we ever thought that they knew. So especially for Android users who now are finding out that their call logs have been kept by Facebook and potentially used by advertisers. So not only do they know a lot about us, but they've also allowed some advertisers political groups to then tap into that information and use it. And then third of all, we've learned that Facebook has known that some of this nefarious activity has been going on for some time and has chosen not to be transparent about what's been happening behind the scenes. And uh, as some people believe, has chosen to be fairly uh, closed-lipped with everything that's going on and has not done a good job in terms of responding. So, you know, the, the big piece of news is that this network that many of us thought that we could trust to a certain degree is not really trustworthy at all. So uh, there is a, there's a great bit of trust that's been broken between Facebook and its user base. So how can Facebook maybe try to regain a trust again? What can they do? Yeah, so, so Facebook can and I will believe come back from this mess. Um, you know, First of all, they've really diversified their portfolio, so they're not just Facebook.com anymore. You know, a lot of people talking about how they're deleting Facebook are uh, neglecting the fact that Facebook also owns Instagram. Yeah. So I don't see many people talking about deleting their Instagram accounts right now. So Facebook has the ability to pivot if they want. But I also believe that it's very, very difficult for the average consumer to just pick up and leave Facebook, especially if they were a heavy Facebook user. So I take myself, for example, I consider myself to be a heavy user outside of my outside of my career. And, you know, over the past 15 years that I've used the network, I've uploaded my entire life there. You know, I've, I've shared pictures of my wedding, of my son's birth, of, you know, my son uh, crawling for the first time. So a lot of my life is on Facebook. So it's very, very difficult to suddenly pick up and move somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so people have invested a lot of time and a lot of trust into Facebook, and, it, and it's difficult to just walk away and move somewhere else. The other thing that makes that difficult is, uh, you know, Facebook is the place that we all know where to go. We all know to go there, and we all know that our friends and family are there. Yeah. There is really no other network right now that's built up such a large and diverse user base that allows us to pick up and find our friends and family very quickly somewhere else. So Facebook has everyone, and everyone knows to go there, which makes it also very difficult for people to leave. And I guess also they've got a big budget. So if you're trying to compete against Facebook as a competing company, how do you match their budget? Uh, you, you can. You yeah. really can. I mean, uh, Facebook has the ability, and they really don't. They don't tap into this ability that much uh, to run mass advertising to promote its network. So I don't think Facebook. I'm trying to think back. Has ever run a TV commercial? Uh, but Facebook could certainly run a TV commercial to start regaining some trust and to tell a better story about how it um, cares about its users and its users' privacy. So you may start seeing Facebook. Uh, use some traditional advertising tactics if uh, its user base starts uh, creating a mass exodus. But uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. I think we're going to have to wait and see what happens with Facebook over the next couple of weeks and how they respond to this and, and then also how the media responds to it. Is this going to continue to be a part of the conversation or will other news uh, come in and 
for lack of a better word, trumpet. Yeah, oh, basically, uh, will it will it all be seen as fake news or real news? Right, right. Yeah, I think that there's a good chance that this could go away um, for Facebook. And, you know, there's just so much news that happens on a daily basis today. Uh, you know, while this would be a massive piece of news a couple of years ago, the news cycle is churning much faster than it ever has. And so I think that this is one of those news stories that, that could go away over the next few weeks or months. Well, I guess right now we've got the scenario with the alleged uh, Russian poisoning in the UK. We've got whatever Trump is doing at the moment, and we've got Facebook. Uh-huh. So there's three stories trying to vie for them for the main headline. Right, right. And, you know, you've got a new Trump story coming out every day today. So yeah. uh, particularly here in the States, uh, you know, the, the Facebook story takes a backseat to everything else that's going on with Stormy Daniels and the entire Russia scandal. So yeah. so luckily for Facebook, there's a lot of other news to, to, to make this conversation go away. Actually, earlier I was watching the whistleblower talking about this live in the comments in the UK on Facebook. And every other media organization in the UK, all of the UK two stations weren't showing it. But the Guardian, yeah. who was one paper that broke the story, was showing it live via the Facebook page. And I was, I was thinking, how long before Facebook pulled this down? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And they didn't actually. Uh, well, yeah, and you've seen, you know, you've seen a couple of brands start moving away from Facebook, and I think it's really, really interesting, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how quickly they return. So, Sonos, the audio company that produce uh, audio speakers, recently announced that they will, I believe, be taking a one-week hiatus from Facebook advertising, which mm-hmm. seems incredibly, incredibly silly to me. They're trying to make a point to Facebook, but. Uh, I'm not sure that that point is going to get across. Sonos is a very, very uh, small fish in a large advertiser pond for Facebook. I remember last year with YouTube advertising and big companies all over over were pulling from that. And uh, and with Facebook, I haven't seen that happen yet. No. And I don't know that you're going to. You know, as an advertiser, I am very fearful as to what's going to happen with Facebook because Facebook drives some of the strongest results out of any digital ad network today. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I start comparing it to some other similar services, Twitter, for example, the results can't begin to compare. So I, as an advertiser, uh, need Facebook to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Cause I can imagine basically at the moment with Facebook last year, it was announced that it was the uh, most popular search engine and news and news and uh, place uh-huh. where you go for news in the world. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you just think about the the diversity and the size of its user base. Two billion users, half of which are logging in on a daily basis. That that is incredible, and you've never you've never seen something like that. You know, you've never seen people gravitate to a single channel uh, like that throughout history. I, I can't think of any other. You know, there's no one single TV station that the world was turning into that you could run an ad on. Um, so. Facebook is a powerhouse today, and, it, and it, it's, it, it would take a lot to bring that powerhouse down. I think at the moment it's so ingrained in, in basically uh, our daily lives that all, all it can do is uh, modify its behavior, but it will still be there in some form or another. A hundred percent, and I think you're going to see a little bit more regulation come out. You'll see, you know, particularly the U.S. government step in and say, if you guys are going to have, if you're going to be this large, uh, and if you're going to have this sort of influence, then we need to have an eye on what you're doing. So I think you'll start seeing a lot more regulation come out over the next couple of years as well. So I guess with Facebook, what can other social media platforms uh, learn from this? 
they can learn a couple of things. Um, one, they need to be incredibly careful with how consumer data is being used, and they need to, you know, you're going to see a lot of privacy policies updated over the next couple of weeks. I've already seen a bunch at my uh, my inbox. But, you know, these networks also need to be very careful with how they're working with advertisers and with groups and with political groups especially. So the fact that it's now being reported that Facebook may have had a couple of employees working out of Cambridge Analytica's office really, really helps to destroy that trust between the users and and the network. Uh, So if that is found to be true and if the media starts to cover that story and really hit users with that message that Facebook not only was aware of what was happening, but was complicit in that, in those actions, then you may start seeing that user exodus that I referenced earlier. Um, so I think, you know, networks need to be careful with how they're using data, but then they also need to be careful with how their actions are perceived, particularly around those relationships that they have with advertisers and political groups. Yeah, I guess right now I'm kind of thinking of more about kind of like Twitter, how to deal with verified accounts issues right right and you know i don't know that twitter's not in some hot water here too you know i um i believe that twitter has reps advertising reps who work directly with political parties and uh you know i'm sure work directly with them to make sure that they're very closely targeting the people that they should be targeting and they're putting the right messaging in front of those people. So when the public starts to find out what was going on, while it's common behavior within the advertising world, I don't know that the, the public is going to like that news. (laughs) So I don't like the, I don't know that they're going to like hearing that Twitter has advertising reps that work directly with politicians to help ensure that they win an election. I don't think that the the public is going to like that news, but that is what's happening. <laughs> well, I guess we're looking at the 20th century version of Mad Men in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're no, no longer in New York. On uh, uh, We're now basically online, and uh, we're dealing with uh, politics in a different way than we did years ago. So unlike Tricky Dicky in the past and Watergate, we're now dealing with a different version of that in a way. We are, and it's a very... Uh, it's very complicated right now because, you know, users are playing a role in what's happening in terms of spreading information today, in terms of getting the fake news out yeah. there, and then in terms of supporting that fake news. So, you know, not only are we dealing with a massive, massive controversy that's throwing this country into a state of disarray and potentially the world into a state of disarray, but you're, you're seeing that users were unknowingly complicit in, uh, you know, supporting some bad actions here. Yeah, and I guess sites like Snopes, they more or less l- let you know, basically, what's, what is a fake news and what's real news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I think, unfortunately, the, 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 gener- the average user is not going to know to do that research, or they're not going to take the time to, to you know, verify the source where their information came from. They're yeah. going to simply click that share button and make sure that it goes out to all their friends and family without really reading beyond the headline. I've done it before myself, and now I was then told fake story and linked to, yeah. to Snopes. That happens to all yeah. of us. All of us, yeah. yeah. I know. And, and, and it's unfortunate, and you know, from my perspective, Facebook and Twitter have not done a good job of 
crawling through that fake news that all, that is on their network and informing users as to what is fake and what is potential, what is real, or what is what is coming from a reputable organization, an organization that we can trust, versus one that we've never heard of. Yeah, and, and also I guess right now uh, the main problem for them is if they can make sure that uh, only mm-hmm. verified news sources are given the, the stories, that'd be great. But that's hard to police as well. Right, and and you know it's. It's going to be very tough for Facebook to make the calls there because what are they going to do about a Breitbart, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is considered very, very far right wing. But, you know, to some people, that is where they get their news from. <laughs> yeah. and that is their primary news source and they trust it. So, yeah. you know, it's tough. I, I understand that Facebook's in a very, very tough situation here and that we're living in a more complex world than ever. But uh, they need to lead the charge here and they need to be making these calls before they become problems. Yeah, but the thing is, I look at things like Breitbart and Huffington Post are online publications, but my view is they're still uh, giving you news, but mm-hmm. it's all from a different angle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's it's how do you, how do you decipher which of these stories are giving you? Isn't the, isn't the full truth always been basically skewed mm-hmm. towards their their views? And usually the truth is somewhere in the middle between what everyone's yeah. reporting. Uh, so, you know, for most people, it would be beneficial for them to consume news from both ends of the spectrum, but people tend to gravitate towards one or the other. Yeah, because the thing is, you're either going to choose, so if you're, if you're basically, views are more left-wing, you can be seen as left-wing pinko, and then if you're right-wing, it can be seen as a neo-Nazi, so where do, you, where do you draw the line? That's right. Well, and... Unfortunately, what happens within these social networks is that you start to become even more closed-minded because of what you follow. So if you only follow Fox News and Breitbart, that's all you're going to be exposed to unless you have a diverse friend base who yeah. is also going to be talking about what's happening on the other side of you know the political spectrum. Um, and vice versa, if you only follow you know a CNN and MSNBC, you may see content that is a little bit more liberal slanted. Um, so, you know, people need to be cognizant of who they're following and make sure that they are following a well-rounded uh, uh, media base. Everybody gets some fun. I'm following the moment online. I follow James Woods on Twitter. And he's mm-hmm. very, very right-wing and very, very pro-Trump. And also, oh, yes. also John Cusack, who's very liberal and very left-wing. And it's mm-hmm. great to see the different points of view. So I can see both sides of the coin, which is great. Sure. Yeah, and, and you know, that is the beauty of social media too is that you are exposed to uh the other side of the coin that you may have never seen before and opinions that you probably would have never heard um and and people and faces that you never would have seen so uh while there's a lot of negative associated with with social today uh, especially in light of recent news there's a lot of positive that comes from it too um you know a lot of the progress that's happening in this country and around the world is being driven through social, you know, the marches that took place this past weekend were a hundred percent a result of Facebook events and people sharing information, encouraging their friends to attend. So, yeah. And I guess also with social media, you have a chance of getting in the story that might actually hit the mainstream media as well. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Facebook gives the ability for everyone to be a, you know, a mass journalist at this point. And Twitter as well, because Twitter with the with the props and the Periscope, and you're doing your live feed from there, you can ensure to write your audience in some way than Facebook, because anyone can see it. With Facebook, you got to be actually honored to be able to see it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? 
no, I think, you know, we're living in really, really interesting times right now. I think uh, you're going to see Facebook make a big comeback in the next few months, but the news cycle over the next few weeks may be a little bit rough for them. But they're going to come out of it, and they're going to be just as powerful, if not more powerful, than they were before. Yeah, I guess this would be a great time if you were, if you were George Orwell to be living in the scene that's going on around you. Yeah, and it's also a great time to probably buy some Facebook stock. Yeah. <laughs> as it goes down, as it goes down lower, yeah, buy, yeah, that'll be good. Good to do. I love. Yeah. Thanks so much for that, Ryan. Have a great day. Take care. All right. Easy. Thanks, Ryan. Take care. Thanks, see you. Bye.